If you're a fan of the Netflix series Last Chance You, then you'll know that Independence Community College was featured in seasons three and four. And today I'm bringing on the head coach who was featured on that show, Coach Jason Brown, to talk to us on this bonus episode of The Game Time Guru. What time is it? Game Time If you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is The Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up and let's go. What's up, everyone? I'm Shane Larson, host of the Game Time Guru podcast. I'm excited to have you with me, especially if you're a new listener. Uh, This is your first show. I'm excited to bring this bonus episode to you. See, I'm a huge fan of Last Chance You, the Netflix series, and season four is about to launch. I thought, what better way to get this you know, launch started than to bring on Coach Jason Brown from Independence Community College who was featured in seasons three and four of the show. So I have Coach Jason Brown joining me for this interview to talk about his backstory, give us a little bit more of insight, insight of who he is, and uh, basically, you know, tell us, you know, let us see things from his perspective, which is the whole point of this show when I bring on new guests is to let them talk about, you know, things from their perspective. We'll also hear about his new book, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later, which just released about two weeks ago. So make sure to go buy that book. If you enjoy, you know, hearing from Coach Brown, you want to know more about him, that book is awesome. It, it gives you, it's about 140 pages of his insight, like from his perspective in his life. So it's kind of cool. It's stuff you don't get to see on the Netflix series. Obviously, Netflix only can compact things into like eight episodes, whatever it is. Um, but the book itself gives you a little bit, a little bit more of an insight as to, to who he is. And that's kind of what this show will do today too. This interview is my, this is my goal to, to bring him on and give his perspective on things. Um, if you guys like this interview, please leave me a review on, um, Apple podcasts or whichever podcast platform that you're listening to. And please subscribe to the show. Um, it's free to subscribe to my podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I try to bring on guests every week and talk about all things sports related. Just bring on different types of people within the sports industry to give everybody a different insight as to, you know, different sports and, and deliver that panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So I don't want to keep you guys too long in this intro. Just make sure you subscribe to my show, but I hope you guys really enjoy this episode with Coach Jason Brown. Guys, I want to welcome onto the show today uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the man who was from Independence Community College on seasons three and four of Last Chance You, uh, Coach Jason Brown. Coach, thanks so much for taking the time out of your schedule to join us. Hey, always a pleasure. I appreciate you having me. For sure, and and I'm so glad to have you with us, Coach, because I love the series Last Chance You. I love that show, uh, but I'm I'm well aware of the fact that the media will portray people in a certain way to try to get viewership and stuff like that. So I wanted to bring you on to kind of teach us about yourself and let us know more about you as a, as an individual. So let's start with you know your your days as a player all the way up until you know coaching at Independence Community College on Last Chance You. Yeah, it's a uh, you know shoot been a long journey man to be honest um so i start i started playing and you know early young age man and went to high school and went from there man i had a scholarship opportunity at the university of indiana and, and uh as a prop 48 didn't pass the sat i ended up uh didn't work out for me i had to go the juco route man and and uh and went to compton community college where i was a junior college all-american and ended up uh signing with university of new mexico man at the time and uh ended up not having any division one clock based on academic uh clock status so i ended up having to go to a division two school in kansas called fort hay state so the western side of kansas so i've been all over the state of kansas man and uh went to fort hay state and 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 had a good run there and had a free agent shot with the chiefs and played arena football in europe and did had a run there and 
And I said, you know what? I think I lost the love of playing after a while. And I went back, finished my degree and started getting into coaching, man. And I went to my alma mater at Artesia High School and coached the freshman and uh, coached a guy by the name of Orlando Skandrick, who's been in the NFL quite some time now. And, um, and uh, started that started my run, man. And then uh, and I just knew that I was a JUCO guy and I wanted to coach college. So I started going back into the JUCO world and became an offensive coordinator and and basically 25 years of uh, nonstop football. And so this will be the first year off, really, in 25 years. So uh, I'm not hating it, to be honest. But, but at the same time, you know, it's, uh, it comes at a time where, uh, you know, there's obviously some controversy surrounding my name and so on and so forth, which is, which is fine. This isn't the hardest thing I've ever dealt with in my life. So uh, it's, uh, it's just another obstacle, another trial and tribulation, man, is all it really is. But, you know, people don't, that don't know you, they, they always make assumptions and assumptions make asses of us all. So it is what it is. <laughs> For sure, man. It is what it is. But, you know, that's what's, that's why I'm happy to have you on the show, Coach, because it's true. Like, people will make assumptions, and the general public is making assumptions of you based on a TV series. Like, that's what's crazy to me. It's only a couple hours of footage for an entire year's worth of, you know, recording and, and a season that has so much, like, every day. Like, you work – one day of work is longer than what that entire series – you know, portrays as far as like hours of footage, which is crazy to me that like people will make an assumption based off of that show, but they have to make it dramatic and stuff like that. And it's unfortunate that they'll do that, but I'm glad you're on my show to give your perspective. Now you also mentioned Orlando Scandrick. That's my fellow Boise state guy. Uh, and I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan and he was there for quite some time, but I, I graduated from Boise state, been born and raised in the treasure Valley here. So a lot of my listeners from Boise will recognize that name. So glad you name dropped him. I did not realize that. I did not realize that until I actually read your book and just spoke with you here. So Orlando Scandrick's big name around here. Coach, when you got to Independence Community College, last chance you, you know, when they finally got over there, I'm curious to hear what it was like. I think a lot of the listeners want to know what it was like to have the cameras all around you at all times. Was it stressful? What was it like to have to coach with all that around, especially with the kids? These young kids want the, the cameras on them too, and they'll probably want to act like it's Hollywood and whatnot. So what was it like having those cameras around you? Yeah, you know, I didn't, I don't mind the cameras, man. I never did. Even when they called me to, to talk to me about doing the show, I really didn't want to do the show originally. I didn't know much about the show. I, I, I knew they filmed it over in Mississippi and I didn't know much about it. And I was like, you know, uh, end of the day though, who am I to take, uh, take, uh, you know, opportunity away from young people, young coaches and the marketability piece. I said, you know what, screw it. Uh, let's do it. And so Greg Whiteley and his crew came in, the producer of the show and came in and I thought it was an instant hit. We hit it off instantly. And we, uh, Greg, great people, man. His, his whole crew was great the whole couple of years. And, uh, still are to this day and uh, obviously still talking to me obviously with the new controversy but you know it's a uh, it was a great run man and um, it wasn't the cameras that were my worry it was always the microphone and uh, <laughs> I knew who I was I knew that I was going to be uh, myself and, and and that's what I had to be with the kids that I recruited because the kids I recruit are broken and people don't realize that and they don't know what it takes to, to fix a broken uh, human being and so um, I should be a damn psychologist, to be honest, not a, or a psychiatrist, not a damn coach. But, you know, I, I think, uh, I think people see that on the outside in and they just see this guy yelling and running around and, and looking crazy. I mean, they don't know me, man. They don't know what I do for those guys off the camera or off the field. And, and that goes for staff and players. So, 
you know, only the real people know that we're in there and, and understand uh, that shed the blood, sweat, and tears with me, you know. And uh, and so people were going to judge you, man, when you become a public figure. And I found that out rather quickly. And I have the most respect for actors and and music people and 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 all those guys now because I see why they are how they are because it's just a uh, it's crazy how people just depict you and start making false claims about you and. And, and they don't even know you. So it's, it's it's a shame that grown folks do that, but it is what it is, man. And people want to be famous now and get their name on Twitter. You for, know? Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it's interesting that you brought that up, Coach, because last week when I spoke with Zach Smith from Ohio State University, the coach that was released, um, he was fired after the you know report came out from Brett McMurphy about this and that. And we won't get into the nitty-gritty of that. That's in a different episode of mine. But, um, you know, basically what he was saying is like, you know, someone can come out with a report, whether it's, you know, accurate or not, and people just run with it. They sure as hell form their opinions off of stuff, and they can say whatever the hell they want, basically, and they don't have to face any repercussions for it. They can just say what they want. That's the world we're living in now, and nobody has to be held accountable for those words, and it's crazy. And it's happening to you as well. I see it on, on social media, and you just talked about it. But I'm curious, how do you, Coach, specifically, you know, I guess put on the, the, the thick skin so that you can – stay focused on your ultimate goal while all this criticism is being pushed your way. Man, I light a cigar and drink some whiskey. That's how I handle it because it's comical to me. I, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't, I, I respond on Twitter here and there, man, to, to make some light of it. And I think my fans and people know they like that stuff. And I do it, man, to get a kick out of it and get a rise out of people that make these assumptions because, uh, you know, the bottom line is let me film you eight hours a day at your job eating donuts, sitting there drinking coffee, um, being worthless to society because you're not helping no damn buddy. And you don't know what I do every day and you don't know how I change people's lives and you don't know uh, how I save people's lives. So, you know, it's funny that people want to sit there and, you know, I, I would love to know some of these people's jobs that they, they're sitting there bashing me and they're sitting there and, and pouring coffee at Dunkin' Donuts for me when I go through the drive through you know. That's the funny part about it. That's what most of these guys are. And uh, they're, they're internet cowards, man. It's, it's, it is what it is. None of them are going to come to my house and tell me nothing in my face. I mean, everywhere I've been, brother, to be honest, I've had 100% great reception. And um, that's all that matters to me. You know, nobody talks to me crazy in my face. And it's only the, the fake pseudo names that people create online. Um you know, Johnny from Australia who lives in Independence, Kansas, talking about, you know, how bad of a person I am. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just it's the society we live in now, man. And um, and when I tell the truth, people don't like it. And, you know, truth hurts. And so uh, I guess, you know, I ruffle people's feathers. And uh, if that's what they think, so be it. But as long as I know the kids know I do them right and, and the coaches and the people I come, come across know, I do them right, then that's all that matters to me. I sleep well at night. Trust me. Totally, totally. And, Coach, you mentioned that um, you're well-recepted pretty much everywhere you go, and we know that you, you just recently resigned from Independence Community College, and you just even mentioned it yourself earlier that this is your first year in the last you know, 25 that you're not either coaching or playing. Um, so it's your first year off. And, and I'm just curious, though, outside of the nonsense that's happening on social media and the so-called haters that come at you, uh, what was your overall experience like in Independence, Kansas, um, over there with the community? Were you well-recepted? Um, did you feel that you were you know, part of that community? Yeah, you know, my time in Independence was great, man. I, I had no ill will. Um, you know, 
um, I was there yesterday, contrary to belief. Um, um, and, uh, man, I ran across a couple people I knew and, you know, people there that I thought we had a great relationship, man, with a lot of people, man, especially the, the important people in town. Um, we had great relationships. They helped me build a turf field. They helped me get a weight room. They helped me do a lot of things that that place had never done. So, it, it was a handful of people, man. I mean, like, you know, we were talking yesterday, 95% of the town, I believe, liked me. I think it turned into 90% because 10% of these so-called haters were really 5% times a fake name. So take 5% of these haters and they made a, a fake the name. So that became two and it became 10% of the population because it's really Johnny, but he's also Johnny and Freddie. So it's like, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and that actually was actually found out. So it's sad, you know? And, uh, so people make up names to fake who they are to say that, you know, let's get rid of this guy because he cusses and we're in the Bible belt and we can't cuss because God forbid if Nick Saban cusses, let's fire him. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is, man. Um, I, I like the time there. I thought the people were good, man. There's just a handful of toxic folks. I mean, that's really what it, what I call it. There was some toxicity there, and there was uh, – it's just uh, unfortunate, man, because, you know, I think most of the people there uh, welcomed me. They liked winning. They liked what I did in the community with the kids. There was nobody getting arrested. Our kids were graduating at the ultimate – the highest rate of any junior college in America. Uh, we earned more scholarships um, – for Division One kids than anybody in America, 101 kids in three years, which is a national record. Um, you know, 40 of those kids went Power Five. I mean, there's nobody close to that. And uh, we had the highest GPA among high, uh, among uh, football playing junior colleges, and and that's at a that's at a higher uh, percentage also because we had 200 kids we we're basing that off of when everyone else is basing it off of 60 kids or 75 kids. So. You know, when you do the GPA on 200 kids, uh, it's going to drop. And ours was still hovering around 2.7 every year. And so, you know, that's a that's a feat, man, that, that I'm proud of. And uh, we made history there, and you can't take it away. Independence is now globally known. Uh, the Jayhawk Conference is now globally known. And unless you were a football coach, you didn't know what the Jayhawk Conference was, and you didn't know about any of those teams. And now that that now that conference is is known, that it's probably the best junior college football conference in America. And um, you know, it, you know, I have no ill will, man. It's just unfortunate that a few bad apples ruined the whole bunch, and uh, and they pushed enough people to say, let's get rid of this guy. He's too boisterous. He's too honest. He tells the truth, and we can't handle the truth. And we want to stay Mayberry, and that's what it is. So. Uh, let's be Mayberry and let's let's go back to our status quo of being uh, crappy and and uh, and you know letting kids not succeed. I don't know. So that's all I can say. You know. Totally, totally. And coach, I have a mad respect for you because the stuff that you go through and you're still able to hold your head, you know, up high and just you know go through it and still continue on with life. The average human being would probably fold under the pressures that you have, and so it's cool to see that you're able to do that. And so it's actually really inspiring, to be honest. And I've been a, a fan of yours since the show started, um, season three, and then I kind of you know just researched who you were and 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 found out you know like your your coaching background and stuff like that and your playing background and I was just like really intrigued by your story because it's unique and it's it's um 
you're one of those play you're one of those coaches that have played and you've been through you've been through some stuff so you can relate to your players and you know I've talked to a lot of a lot of kids coach that have gone through the JUCO route and it's a tough route to go um, like you said you're dealing with quote unquote broken players and sometimes that's hard it takes a unique individual like yourself with a unique background to be able to relate to those players um, that's a tough job to take on not everybody can do it not all coaches can do it and I'm curious what is the most rewarding thing about coaching at the JUCO level, and what would be the most difficult, in your opinion? The most rewarding, shoot, man, is making sure these kids uh, survive the streets and graduate and go to college. Uh, the, the single most rewarding thing about coaching, period, is my kids don't go to jail when they leave me. They don't get kicked out of schools when they leave me, and they graduate when they leave me, and that allows me to sleep at night. Not wins and losses. I can give a crap about wins and losses in junior college. Nobody cares anyway. Nobody's going to remember that we went two and eight this year in about a year. Nobody's going to remember. Who cares? They're going to remember that Alabama lost to Clemson, and that's all they, they care about. It's the Division One bowl rings are what matters. Junior college is about molding these cats and turning them from young men, boys into men, and people don't realize that. They don't know what I do, and I do it better than anybody in the country, and it's a fact. And my kids graduate at a higher rate. They graduate faster than anybody in America, and they go to school, and they don't get thrown in jail. They don't get kicked out of school. Uh, call these guys. Call the head coach at Arkansas. Call the head coach at Tennessee. Call the head coach at Colorado. Those guys will tell you. How about we call Kirby Smart about Jermaine Johnson or call uh, – Cal and ask about Coy Dane. I mean, those guys are um, are at very prestigious programs. And, uh, you know, when's the last time Independence sent a kid to Cal and Vanderbilt in the same year? Um, those are probably two of the hardest schools to get in in the country, a little less for a junior college kid to get into. Um, that happened with two of our kids this year, along with Jermaine going to Georgia. So, you know, it, it, people talk all this stuff, but they don't have any – facts they don't know anything that what we do they don't know that they come from a single mom that had nothing and the kid is you know living in a car uh half the time and you know comes to my school with a baggie uh with a white t-shirt and a pair of underwear in it and those are the kids i went after because those are the ones that are hungry and want to do it and that's why we signed 40 kids division one in one year and 20 power five kids and another 40 this past season that ended up getting out, um, you know, 30 division one kids. I mean, so uh, that's what it's all about. And um, that's the most rewarding thing, making sure that those kids understand. Um, that's why I coach them as hard as I do at an accelerated rate, because the bottom line is, um, you know, the real world is going to hit these guys in the mouth real shortly. And, um, if they are late to school or if they're late to work or they miss work, they're going to get fired, man. And I've been telling people that. And that's why I'm like I am on my coaches and my players because they'll never get a D1 coach, coaching job if they're late or don't handle the business or don't turn over rocks and figure it out. And they're never going to get a real deal job as one of these young kids, um, especially the African-American kid in this day and age and be late or miss something. They're going to get fired, and they don't have a lot of leeway. And so, um, you know, we're a piece of meat in the meat market, man. The truth of the matter. And so, you know, I tell them the truth, man. And the kids that believe me and buy in are the ones that are D.J. Williams at Utah State, who's an All-American, who's going to get drafted, and Delrick Abrams, who's going to get drafted, and Emmett Gooden and Raheem Boyd. Those are the guys that uh, 
bought in and, and uh, you know, Jermaine Johnson, Coy Dang, those are the guys that going to get drafted next year. And we'll probably have 15, 20 dudes go to the NFL in the la- off the last two shows, which will be another record. So it is what it is. I'll be fine with it. For sure. And, Coach, you just mentioned a couple awesome players right there, like big names. Do you still stay in touch with a lot of your former players as much as possible? Yep, yep. A lot of them wrote quotes for me in the book. And, uh, you know, we talk on social media as much as we can. They're busy in camp, and, you know, I'm busy smoking cigars. So, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's, it's, it's I don't want to bother them. But, yeah, we stay in touch, man. And, we, we know, we throw, throw shade at each other. Calvin Jackson, who I think is another draft pick next year at Washington State who was a great kid to coach, and uh, he's going he's gonna to have a breakout year at Washington State receiver. Um, we always messing with each other. and So many guys, man. You know, we got so many guys that we sent out in this short span of time that, you know, the most rewarding thing is when Jeremy Pruitt calls me or uh, Kirby Smart or whoever and says, maybe your kids know how to act, man. They know how to go to class. They know how to work out. Um, they know how to do this thing. And that's all that I care about because we do the 5 a.m. weights and we do the study hall and we do class checks and we do uh, the mentoring of a, that a parent would be doing if they were there. And I'm basically an extension of their, of their parents, man, away from home that tells them the truth and uh, breaks the harsh realities of life down to maybe a few F-bombs. But, hey, so what? Their mom's calling them that every day. They don't get it. The general population, people reading me on Twitter, they don't understand that. So – um, you know, I never had a mom call me and say, coach, you're too hard on my kid. They call me and say, coach, whip his butt for me. People ain't, the kids, the kids' parents and the kids aren't crying about it. It's, it's the haters online. You notice, know have you ever seen a kid bash me on Twitter? Not that I can remember, honestly. Because they haven't. Because my kids know the truth. You know what I mean? So, hey, it is what it is. The only kids yeah. that talk crap about me are the kids that got caught stealing at Walmart that I cut, bro. Those are the kids that talk about you. You know, the ones that smoke weed and don't get it and steal and do stupid stuff and, and they get cut. And then, oh, Coach Brown hated on me. Yeah, I did. I hated on you. I made you smoke weed and steal at Walmart. This is what it is. I told them I am. I, they said, you, you, you should play favorites. I said, I do. I'm favorite to win it and I'm favorite to do, do doing right. <laughs> exactly. Coach, that's what I respect about you, though. You, I think a lot of people can see that now, especially just in the last 20 minutes of talking to you. It's just you're real, you're authentic, but you're also a genuine individual who cares about your players and cares about their well-being outside of football as well. So I respect that. Now, Coach, I'm, I'm curious. You know, in the last little bit since you've resigned and you're no longer coaching at Independence Community College, what would you say has been the biggest thing that you have learned since then uh, during this time? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. The, the most, uh, the thing I've learned is probably, you know, as a, when I was a, when I was a become a, I was the youngest head coach in junior college at one point at Compton College, and I learned uh, that my youth, my mouth and my youth, um, uh, kind of ran its course and got me in trouble. And so um, I never regret anything, but at the same time, it's like, you know, there's things you do that you wish you could have had back, or if you call it regret, so be it. But, I, you know, I, I guess, uh, you know, when you're a public figure, which I had never been, so I didn't know the, the rules to that game. It's a different game for me. Um, but, you know, I, I probably learned, okay, now if I take a job, I probably can never text message a kid again in my life. Uh, I can probably not even – it goes for texting coaches too. Probably can't do it Um, because we live in a generation, man, where the locker room 
the football locker room is not an intimate place anymore. And when I played, it was. And so I guess the thing I took away from this is I don't know if coaching football is for me anymore. And um, to be honest, that's what I probably took away from it. I'm not yearning for it right now. Um, I'm enjoying the time off. I'm trying to figure out my next move, write the book, maybe do some speaking engagements, help some help mentor some coaching staff around here in, in Southern California. I don't know. Um, but basically what I've taken away from it is probably that, uh, you know, sometimes you need to, to reflect and look back at things, man, and, and, and take a deep breath. And that's what I'm doing, man. And uh, other than that, I think, uh, you know, everything I did, I, I, I can, you know, hold my head high about it. I, I don't have any regrets as far as the way I am because the way I am is the way I am. And I'm not going to change for anyone. Uh, I think my reputation precedes itself. More kids are playing college football under Coach Brown than anywhere in the country. And so that's all that matters to me. For sure. And Coach, to finish up, let's talk about your book real quick. Uh, I just finished it, bought it last week, ended up reading it in three days. One of the fastest books I've ever re- read before. It was awesome. Uh, I loved it. But I want you to tell us a little bit about the book, give us a little background on it, and where can we find the book if we want to buy it? Well, it's on barnesandnoble.com. It's on amazon.com. Um, it's, I think it was number one new release at one point, and then it dropped to like 12, and then yesterday it was back to number two. So it's fluctuating, and it's, uh, I appreciate all the support for it, man. A lot of people think are buying it and enjoying it. But it's on Amazon, uh, Barnes and & Noble, and it'll be on Kindle um, tomorrow. It'll start being – it'll be on Kindle um, for nine ninety nine or something. So um, you can get the ebook or whatever they call it nowadays. But – um, so, you know, it's, it's on those three platforms right now. And then, uh, I'll be doing a book signing tour here shortly from starting in San Diego, California, working my way up the coast. And then I'll be going all over the place. And, um, so it'll be a, it'll be a fun time, man. And, uh, it's a good read, man. I think it's good for business folks. It's good for general population. It's good for athletes, coaches. I think it's good for everybody you like. And, uh, I think somebody will gain something out of it. And my whole goal of the book, just like it is when I was a coach and in life is uh, hopefully I can save one person or help one person because you can't save them all. So, um, so hopefully that'll work out and uh, it'll be a continued success. And then I think, uh, I think, uh, I'll probably be doing a short, a second book here shortly after all this crap we've done with. Awesome, man. It, guys, the book is awesome. Go find the book, buy it. We need to promote this book. It's awesome. Uh, show coach Brown some support and coach once again, thank you so much for joining me on the show today and, and giving us your insight. And, uh, I know, you know, last, last chance you season four is about to hit. I know you're crazy busy, but I just really appreciate your time and, you know, sharing your experience with my listeners. Thank you so much. Hey, no problem. I appreciate you having me, brother. Good luck. For sure, man. And for all my listeners out there, if it's your first time listening, I appreciate you tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the interview and, uh, We'll be coming at you with episodes every single Friday, and from now and then, we'll have a bonus episode just like this. So you guys take care, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.